Hey y'all, it's Cammie, a super fly girl from a little big world, also known as the 919. I know you're wondering, Cammie, what are we talking about? And just how did we get here? Well, let me tell you. Pen and Paper Podcast is bringing you all the feels of a little bit of everything for a whole lot of somebodies just like you. I'm bringing to you real conversations, transparency, and a whole lot of love. This is for my dreamers, believers, and for sure, my debaters. So let's dive in together as we touch on topics of family, friendships, relationships, both inward and out, come on, love, music, beauty, and did I mention finances? Uh, Oh yeah, we're taking it there. Pen and Paper Podcast is what I like to call your one podcast fits all. Yes. And I can't wait to explore with all of my ladies and my fellas to get just the right perspective and a whole lot of laughs, of course. So sit back, relax, and let's put this pen to the paper, y'all. Welcome back to yet another episode of Pen and Paper Podcast, where we are giving a little bit of everything for a whole lot of somebodies just like you. It's your girl, Cami, And as you know, there are so many entities of this podcast that many of you have seen. This episode particularly has been dealing with me on a personal and spiritual level. So I'm super excited to share it with you all. If you are a woman of faith, then you know all too well about what it means about balancing your personal work, but most importantly, your spiritual life. Today, I have with me Lady Ashley McNair. As a wife, mother, first lady, preacher, intercessor, and mentor, and so much more, she has shown elegance, anointing, and grace through it all. I am so excited to have you on the show today. So welcome, Lady Ashley. How are you? Thank you, Cami. I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So I'm just going to jump right in the conversation. So I always like to start off with a quote, but this time I'm going to start off with a scripture. And the scripture that I have today is Hebrew 11 and 1. And it says that faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so the reason why I wanted that um, scripture to kind of start off our conversation is because being a woman of faith means so many things. And so in order for us to be a woman of faith, we have to know what that faith part means. And so So I was doing some, you know, dire like um, research and some characteristics of women of faith. I found three important things, but these are not the only things. So it said that a woman of faith has a relationship with God. These are, you know, the prayer life. These are many, many things that we have to do in order to hear from God. Um, the second thing I have is a woman of faith has a belief in God's word. This is believing his word and what he says. And thirdly, a woman of faith has hope in the future. And these are, of course, things that God has plans for us. And so I kind of just want to touch on um, many women, especially the younger generation, have found new ways of establishing themselves in the church. So could you kind of give us a background of your journey and your calling to ministry? Absolutely. So I am um, a PK or pastor's child um, since the age of nine, nine or 10, I want to say. So pretty much the majority of all my life, 
um, has been spent in church. And so my journey of ministry was just that. Like I was brought up in church, in church every week. Um, no choice. I could not pick and choose <laughs> when I wanted to go. Um, I have served in every, every area of ministry from the choir to the usher um, to working in the kitchen, to cleaning the bathrooms, everything but playing drums because I just could never get it. Anyway, <laughs> but I have I have literally done it all. And so I kind of got um, a firsthand view of church and ministry. And that has inevitably shaped my life and how I view church and God and ministry, of course. Um, but my journey into my personal call into ministry was one that I ran from as hard as I could for yes. many, many, many years. Um, because I think deep down inside, I always knew that God was calling me to preach and calling me um, to be a minister. But the things that I experienced being a PK, I wanted no parts of that. Like, God, you mean to tell me that you want you want to raise me up and serve the very people um, who have uh, been mean to my parents, Absolutely. who are judgmental, who act like they've never sinned. You want me to serve those people? Um, and his answer was uh, no doubt. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so I ran. I really did until it got to a place where um I was tired of running and I was tired of missing and forfeiting my purpose. And so after that, I just gave God a really complete yes. And, you know, over the years, I've had to renew my yes to the Lord because I had no idea of what this encompassed and really no idea of um, what he was requiring of me. Yes, I saw my my parents be ministers and raised up in the church, but it's something when you experience him on a personal level. Absolutely. Um, and so this has been a absolutely amazing journey so far. I, I do have some complaints, but when you uh, go toe-to-toe with God, you just learn to submit to his will. Um, but I wouldn't take this journey away from anything. So that's just a little background about me. I love it. I love it. And I love your transparency through it all because I know for people that are listening, um, you know, growing up in the church, you see so many things. And so um, people don't believe that you go through things in your personal life that would reflect the spiritual, you know. So I'm glad that you shared that. So as a woman of faith, what is your interpretation of being a woman of faith? So I named three things, but what do you believe that entails when you think of a woman of faith or when you think of yourself? What do you think of those things? I think being a woman of faith, you will discover that it affects every area of your life. Absolutely. Um, I wholeheartedly believe that I'm a woman of faith and I have faith um, in God to help me mother my children. I have faith in God to help me be a better wife, to be a better first lady, to be a better mentor. It literally affects every area of our life. And I love the scripture that you read when we first started, um, because faith is the substance of things that you hope for. I have things that I'm hoping um, will come to pass in my life, but it gets tricky and it gets difficult for us as human beings because faith is also the evidence of things that you cannot yet see. So you mean to tell me that I have to have faith and I have to hope in, in Jesus Christ for things that I can't even touch or things that I can't even see. Um, so a woman of faith plays such a major part in every area of your life, if you allow it. And so many times we want to have faith for the easy things, the things that are accessible to us that we have the strength to accomplish, um, for ourselves, but faith really is trusting God for the hard thing, the things that we don't have control over the things that um, we don't have the strength to handle. So that's really my view of being a woman of faith. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And so when you think of um, faith and you you think of the relationship that you have with God, as well as the relationship that you have with people, what do you think um, are some of the ways that you have to kind of rely on that like satisfaction to kind of know like, okay, God, like I hear you. This is something that I know that you're going to do. I just got to wait. So like, what do you think about that? Oh, so one of the biggest things that I have had to, and I'm still like a Absolutely. work in progress, is um, my patience. Yes. My patience and relying completely on God. Because if we really just step back and look over our lives and kind of survey where we are, many of us struggle with the ability to relinquish our control, right? Wow. Like we want to have hands in everything. We want to have a say-so about everything concerning our lives. And I get that. But yeah. if you want to be a woman of faith, there's sometimes that you're going to have to step back and say, okay, God, your will be done. Like I'm I'm done trying to fix it. I'm done trying to have um, control over it. And that will cycle, cycle through into your relationships, your friendships, uh, where you work, um, where you go to church, how you serve in ministry. There are going to be opportunities and there are going to be times and situations in your life where you have to prove to God that you trust him enough and you have faith in him enough to handle whatever it is that you have given to him. And so um, like, a, and I just will probably keep reiterating yeah. that faith will play. You will find that faith will play such a huge part um, in every area of your life. That's so true, Lady Ashley. And so I kind of just want to get on stagnancy, we know, is the fall of most relationships, right? And so as a, you know, as a woman of faith, has there ever been a moment where we've become or you've become stagnant or have known someone that's become stagnant and that's affected your relationship with God? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And my husband, my husband says this um, saying all the time is that procrastination is the grave in which opportunity lies. That is so true. And so I am such a procrastinator and I am praying that God helps me. But I have found that the root of most of my procrastination is fear. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I fear what I can't control. I fear what um, I cannot yet see. I fear what is lying ahead, not really understanding that God is in control. He is in control of my now and my not yet. And so when you talk about being stagnant and having the spirit of stagnation, that is directly tied to how much we procrastinate. Absolutely. And I just want to encourage those of you who, who God has told you to do a hard thing or God has instructed you to do something you don't feel that you have the capacity to do. Oh yeah. You have to move in spite of how you feel because if you stay stuck in this place you will never discover what what and who it is that God has um, ordained and created you to be so go after your purpose with everything that you have in you and don't allow um, stagnation don't allow fear don't allow procrastination to hinder you um, and cause you to miss your next that is so good. And I think for me, when I think of stagnancy, I always think, you know, when we were younger, we always we thought about the Daniels fast and how like our churches would make it every every beginning of the year. You got to do the Daniels fast. But I found that. And of course, scripture always talks about, you know, some things only come by fasting, praying. So now Absolutely. in my, you know, adult years, I'm like, OK, not only in the beginning of the year, but there are times throughout the week. And I'm like, I, I got to put it away, whether that be your phone, whether that be food. It's not only yeah. just that thing, but it's like the only way that you can become 
come out of that place of stagnancy is to do something that is not comfortable. And so that's, that's just what I found. And so speaking of fasting and praying, Lady Ashley, we know that praying is a bilingual language that um, we, we learn to speak in order to seek God and, you know, to hear from him. So as women, how for the, for the women that are listening, how can their prayer life be strengthened? What do you, what do you say about that? Um, I would say first things first is be very intentional about your prayer life. Um, Don't be so wrapped up in the formality of it. Um, But prayer is simply your communication with your father. Um, It's how you want to talk to him. And so how I communicate with him may not be how you communicate with him. And that's completely okay. Um, But you have to understand that no relationship can grow. No relationship can be strong. Um, if you don't first communicate, like even in your personal relationships with other people, um, you, you found that the chief like factor in that relationship is communication. And it's the same way with God. And so prayer is, it it does not have to be spooky. It's not something (laughs) overwhelming. All you really have to do is posture yourself, open up your heart, open up your spirit and tell God, whatever it is that you're facing, First and foremost, he already knows. Yes. He already knows, but he he's longing for that intimacy. He's longing for that communication with you. Um, and so if you just make it and be intentional about it, like I'm going to and we we carve out our day and time in our day for everything else, yes. right? If you're a mom, you carve out time for your kids. If you're working, if you have a business, you make time for what you want to make time for. Um, And so if I could just, you know, encourage those of you who are struggling in your prayer life um, to carve out space for God and be intentional about that space. I um, had to start things um, when my prayer time and my devotion time has to be at least 30 minutes to an hour before my kids wake up, wow. because I know that once their little feet hit the floor, I'm not going to have time for it. Right. Absolutely. So whatever you find, what works for you. And sometimes it's going to come in the, through a way of sacrifice. Do I yes. like waking up early in the morning? Absolutely not. I love my sleep. <laughs> I, I will take a nap right now. Okay. <laughs> I love my sleep, but yes. I found that. I have to do it before my day gets started. Um, so find what works for you and then be intentional about that time. Absolutely. And as we know, you know, um, some people, you know, not only do they pray, but they use journals and things like that. So I think all of it yes. is is good to kind of, you know, incorporate. So why do you believe, um, you know, as we know, in church, there are many entities where it's specifically for women. And so do you believe that the women prayer groups are essential um, um, when it comes to kind of, you know, diving into like the different things? And do you believe that they are effective um, in today's um, society? Absolutely. I am such an advocate for healthy um, female relationships, um, both in and out of the church, Um, but particularly in the church, because the church has gotten this, you know, people just believe, you know, that you cannot form healthy relationships with other women in the church and you cannot develop um, friendships and sisterhood. And I just don't believe that. I think if you find um, 
a healthy group of women who are after the same thing, who believe in the same God, um, who can be there for each other and hold each other accountable. Absolutely. I would highly recommend some something like that, especially if you found your if you find yourself in a position um, of needing an accountability partner, of needing somebody to yes. pray and to intercede for you. If you are um, what they call a new convert, so if you're new to ministry, if you're new to Christ, you need to be able to surround yourself with like-minded individuals who can say, hey, yes. I know you don't understand this, but hey, this is what I got out of it. Maybe maybe that can help you. So um, I am such a huge advocate for things like that. And so you will find that it it really is an avenue of strength for you. Yes, it really is an avenue of strength. And some of my most beautiful relationships with other women were birthed in the church. Absolutely. And so I'm appreciative of that um, and understand that my walk with Christ has definitely been strengthened um, through other women. Yes. And I think, um, Lady Ashley, it's good that you mentioned that, you know, those are some of your most important relationships, because I think for myself, um, there's a Bible study that I attend on Tuesday nights and it's specifically just for women. And I found that you can become more vulnerable in that state because you don't feel like you have to, you know, be a certain type of way. You have so many things that you can relate to that you don't have to like hold back. So it is good to have that safe space. So I want to move on and I want to talk about um, it's kind of in the same avenue of the outreaches and the conferences to uplift women. If Jesus came into the room where you are right now, how do you believe um, that he would approach and interact with the women of today and them with him? Um, With that, I immediately thought about um, Mary and Martha in chapter 10. Um, And when you read Luke chapter 10, you find that Jesus and his disciples showed up at Mary's and Martha's house. Right. And so usually it's just Jesus. So but this time it's him and 12 of his homeboys (laughs) that walk in Mary and Martha's house. And it is the custom of the house to make sure the guests are taken care of. And so you find in the text that Martha is like panicking. Like I have all of these people in my house now and I need to make sure first and foremost that Jesus is comfortable. I need to make sure that everybody else is comfortable. Everybody else has something to eat. And so she's running back and forth trying to take care of the house. But then she finds that her sister Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus. She's not working. She's not serving. She's sitting there. And and Martha gets upset and, and she goes to Jesus and like, Hey, don't you, don't you see me doing all of this? Tell my sister right. to get up and help me. And Jesus response was not like, you're right, man. You, you're right, Martha. Let me tell her to get up. He says, no, Mary has chosen to do what's important. She has chosen to, to do, do the better part. And I'm not going to take that from her. Absolutely. And so I think if Jesus ever entered into a woman's conference or a woman's outreach event, he will find all of these women who are doing what they're so accustomed to, which is serving, right? Making sure everybody else is okay. Making sure things are falling in line, doing what they're supposed to do. And I don't knock you for that, but I wholeheartedly believe that God is looking for the Marys. Those of us who can say in this moment, I'm going to put everything aside. I'm going to put everything aside that I'm accustomed to that society says I should be doing that. Um, worldly standards say I should be doing. And I'm going to take this time to be filled from the father. And that's what Mary was doing. She was sitting at his feet, worshiping and hearing his words. And so while Martha was choosing to work, Mary was choosing to worship. And so if Jesus walked into a women's conference, I just believe he is looking for those 
who are going to worship him and not be so caught up in working. Absolutely. And I love that you um, brought that up because I think it's so important to understand that sometimes you only can hear from God if you're kind of like being still and like listening if to him. Still. Yes. <laughs> Being still. Yes. We, we literally, we are always so busy, like you said, like doing something, but sometimes it's, there's so much power in being still. So, yeah. um, oftentimes in ministry, women believe that because of sin or flaws, it is difficult to minister to others. So what role, what role do you believe that faith plays in feeling forgiven? Oh, wow. Such, such a huge role because you have to have faith to know that once you come to God um, in a state of repentance, once you come to God um, and repent of your sins and, um, you know, turn from your ways and vow not to do them again, he is going to forgive you. And the Bible says that once he forgives you, he's going to cast your sins and your shortcomings into the sea of forgetfulness, never to rise again. Right. And so a lot of the things that we find ourselves um, holding over our heads yep. and that we view as shortcomings and that we view as things that disqualify us are the very things that God no longer remembers. Absolutely. And so you have to have enough faith to believe that once I repent of my sins, that it's my fresh start. Like I, I don't have to feel that I'm not worthy. I don't feel, I don't have to feel that I'm not qualified, but I have enough faith in God to believe that once he has forgiven me, that's all the forgiveness I need. Of course, I need to forgive myself, but I'm not going to allow the things and my shortcomings to hover over my head and my past to hover over my head because there's so, so much work ahead of me that I can't be stuck in that place. Absolutely. And I think it's good, um, Lady Ashley, to have like women like you in ministry as well, because like you, you do mentor. So I think for younger women, especially, um, you know, there's like this battle and I can speak for myself. There's a lot of battles between um, wanting to be young, but also knowing that there's a work that God has for you as well. And so, you know, to overcome that and understand that you have to keep going is something that I think is a work in progress all the time. So that's that's amazing. Okay, so I want to get on, Lady Ashley. How do you navigate in finding who you are while establishing and trusting whose God call you to be? So I have found that I had to find a way to um, intersect those two and try to combine them, um, who I am and who God has called me to be. Um, Because I believe that God will take your purpose um, and give you the opportunity to kind of correlate who you are inside of it. So um, I am, God purposed me to be a minister. He, Absolutely. he ordained me to be a preacher. Um, but in that, you see my personality. So I am not um, a Sarah Jakes Roberts. Why well, I absolutely love her. I'm not a Sarita Jakes. I'm not my mother. I'm not my absolutely. mother-in-law. In my purpose, he allowed me to develop my own individuality. And so whatever God has called you to do, if you have discovered your purpose, if you find something um, that you are passionate about, if you find something that you absolutely cannot go a day without doing in that, learn to develop your own individuality. And so many times I believe that God um, anoints some of us to be the blueprint. And so, so many of us seek out mentors and we seek out people that, you know, we can glean from and that we could try to duplicate, um, not really being a copycat, but, you know, mm-hmm. we sometimes we desire just, just some help and yeah. some instruction. Um, but there are some of us that God has placed on the earth oh, who, yeah. who, and he has anointed us to be first, right? Yes. 
Yes. And that comes with a lot of pressure. That comes with a lot of pressure because you feel like you always got to do it right. You feel like you always got to have all the answers. You got to dot every I and cross every T. But even in being first, I believe that God gives us a grace to kind of learn this thing and navigate this thing as we go. Yeah, you're going to mess up. Okay, I'm a witness. Yeah, you're going to have some shortcomings. You're going to fall. But in that, you have to remember what you have been graced to do. Absolutely. And I love that, Lady Ashley. And so as we come to a close to the show, I want you to give um, a piece of advice for the women of faith and men that may be listening, um, something that they can take away from this conversation. Yeah. um, And so one one thing that I have been finding myself kind of going back and forth with and even, you know, in communication with friends and with my husband is this thing called process. Yes. Right. And so we have so much faith when it comes to the promises of God. So we love the promise. Absolutely. We know that once God speaks something over our life um, it's going to come to pass. Why? Because once he speak it, it, it has to come to pass. He's not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should have to repent. So yes. if God ever promised you something, you can you can believe that it's going to come to pass. But between the promises of God and the manifestation of his word is a thing called process. Mm. And we don't like process. We, we get real impatient when it comes to process and we want things quick, fast, and in a hurry. We want instant gratification. We want instant satisfaction. And so I want to encourage those of you who are finding yourself in process. You received the word from God. You you received it. You hold it in your heart, um, but you have not yet received manifestation, but you are in process. And I want you to have enough faith to know that the same God who gave you the promise is the same God who Come can on. usher you through process. Yes. And you cannot rush through this thing because there were things that I discovered about myself in process. Oh yeah. <laughs> that there were some shortcomings that <laughs> had to be exposed to me and Absolutely. And if I would have reached manifestation without coming into the knowledge of those things, I would have messed something up. Yes. And God is God enough to not allow us to rush through this thing. If yes. he spoke it, sometimes all you're going to have is a word from the Lord. You don't know how it's going to come to pass. You don't know how long it's going to take to come to pass. But as long as you got a word for him, you have to know that the God who ushered you into process is the same God who's going to bring you through it. Um, So take heart. Don't get discouraged. Don't try to rush through this thing too fast, um, but allow God to reveal more of yourself to you. Um, Don't be so concerned about everybody else's race, but Keep your eye on your prize, not anybody else's. The race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, given to those who endure into the end. So if you find yourself in process, keep going um, because manifestation is going to come. That's Lady Ashley, that, that. <laughs> That's so good. And y'all, I always like to give um, a piece of advice myself. And I would just say um, to um, to keep trusting God, to keep seeking him. I know that the only the only way to hear from God is to seek him. And so before we close out, Lady Ashley, I would love for you to give a give us a prayer to close us out. And then we'll kind of, you know, close up the show. Absolutely. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this time of wisdom and impartation. We thank you for carving out this space for all of the listeners. I'm praying for those who are listening right now, who finds themselves in the middle of process. I'm praying for those who are listening right now, who are just a little low in their faith. I pray that you sent this reminder to encourage them right in the place that they are in. I pray that you 
encourage and remind them that faith works if you work it. Help them to not become weary and doing well. For in due season, you promise that we shall reap if we faint not. So I'm praying for everyone who is struggling with their faith, who is struggling to believe, who is struggling to hope. I pray, God, that you are sending now this word to encourage their hearts, to encourage their minds and encourage their spirits that they really can do all things through Christ that strengthens them. I thank you. We praise you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 And so, Lady Usher, I just want to thank you again for coming on the show. Um, Before we close, I would love for you to tell the people where they can find you on your social media accounts if they would love to follow. And so, yeah. Absolutely. You can find me on Facebook at Ashley McNair and Instagram at Lady Ashley Mac. You will see all things um, my life. So mainly my children and my husband um, and some ministry stuff as well. And so I would love to have you follow me. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. And y'all thank y'all for listening. Of course, we are always giving a little bit of everything for a whole lot of somebody. So stay tuned, y'all. All right. We're out.